Hey friend, today we're talking about four mistakes that enable your picky eater and prevent weight loss. This is a twofold problem. And I know that you have struggled with this. You may have blamed your body on your little one. You may have felt as deep down like ugh, blame and shame for feeling that and all of the things. And you may have never said it out loud, but I know you thought it. And right now, we're going to talk about how to work through these mealtime frustrations so that you stop feeling like your toddler's eating patterns and behaviors during meals are holding you back from reaching your goals. Let's go. Hey, mom with little ones. Welcome to the Baby Weight Nutritionist Podcast. Do you want to feel comfortable in your body again? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for how to lose weight after baby? And what's the best workout to do at home? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel unmotivated and discouraged because you ran out of time to meal prep and your workout got cut short because your toddler woke up early again? <laughs> hey, I'm Kristen Noriega, registered dietitian nutritionist and Christian mom of four. I too felt frustrated with my body while living in the grind of early motherhood after my first and second babies. I wanted to be strong like I used to be and to feel comfortable being touched again. I just wished I had more time to get my pre-baby body back. And then I found the secret formula, food freedom and joyful movement. I'll teach you this formula right here on this show, along with simple time-saving shortcuts, support for lasting weight loss, and motivation to get it done, even with a baby on the hip and a toddler around your leg, so that you can finally feel comfortable in your body again. Pass out some snacks, reheat your coffee, and let's do this, friend. Hey guys, alright, so I'm in my summer office right now, aka my car, and it's raining again. You guys know we're temporary, we're temporarily living right now in a tiny, tiny apartment, and hey, if I need quiet, I have to come out to the car. <laughs> so you might hear some peaceful rain in the background. Um, no big deal. But right now, we're going to be talking about that kind of yucky feeling you have when you're blaming your child, your children, for the way you feel in your body. And it might not be overtly. You might just kind of feel like, oh, gosh, if I would have never gotten pregnant, my body wouldn't be like this. Ugh. You know, having kids just wrecked my body and, you know, all these negative things. But it's normal. A lot of us feel that way and we just don't say it. <laughs> you know, I think if I wouldn't have had four pregnancies, I would have a completely different body. I, it's just the truth. When you have babies, you have your body changes permanently. Your hips widen. Your skin gets looser. You're left with wonderful stretch marks and um, you know, a different shaped belly button and looser skin on your stomach, extra skin and all of these things that wouldn't be there if it weren't for your kids. And so if you need some, you know, if you scroll back several weeks, there's uh, an episode on positive affirmations for your body and just kind of working through some of those other, like taking on those negative feelings from a different aspect. So definitely go listen to that episode. But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to tackle how to improve those meals with your kids so that you like tactically can get around this issue. So you don't have to feel like meals in your home are 
you know, kid meals, that you're only eating mac and cheese and just, you know, we're going to work through that right now. So I'm going to give you four steps to just really change meals in your house. Nothing is like crazy over the top. That's not what we do here. But these are realistic tips that you can do to, um, you know, just really improve those meals. And before I get to that, I do want to kind of give you a sneak peek. I've got a contest coming up, okay? And about two weeks, let me check my calendar. One, two, yes. In two weeks, we are going to be having a contest right here on the podcast with a huge, huge coaching giveaway. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. Keep listening every Monday and Thursday, and it's going to be big. We have some big things to celebrate, but more on that another day. So right now, number one, the very first mistake you're making when it comes to meal time is you're letting your kids' preferences dominate meals and food in the house. You love your, your child. You love your children. Yes. But they are not the very center of every operation in your house. They don't have to be. The family unit can function without accommodating their every single desire, their every single wish and want and food preference. If you're letting them dominate meals in the house, of course you're going to be a little resentful. Of course you're going to feel a little bit of guilt and uh, a little bit of blame and then guilt over the blame and shame, of course. (laughs) All of these things just compound. But if you're letting their preferences dominate meals, it's not going to work the way you want it to, okay? Your your food choices aren't going to align with what your body needs. So, yeah, my kids love cookies. If I was going to let them dominate, we would have cookies all the dang time. But we can't do that. So there has to be boundaries put in place, you know, allowing your kids to choose certain meals, certain days of the week. There's different ways to go about it including the following tips that are going to come up. But you don't have to accommodate every single breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack time to specifically what they like. The more you're exposing them to, the better off they are. You are setting them up for success for their entire lives. So just remember, the more you expose them to, the better off your kid is. Okay, so number two. Now we're getting down into like the specific meal right here. So if you're only offering the foods that he or she likes, so this is different. This is not the same tip. This is different because if you had this meal, so you followed what I just said and you decided to make, um, let's say, oh, you, you roasted a chicken in the oven with some veggies and you're having toast on the side. Fantastic. You stepped out of the boundaries, but your kid is only going to eat the bread. So all you put on his or her plate is bread, two or three pieces of bread, and that's it. That's what I'm talking about right there. So only offering the foods at the meal that he or she likes. So what you want to do instead is put the chicken on the plate, put the veggies on the plate, and put the bread on the plate. And then you're allowing the child to then make the decision there. And it's not, oh, I know you're only going to eat bread, so here's your bread. It's, hey, Here's all of these awesome foods. Look at this one. This one's squishy. This one, ooh, this one smells so savory. Smell the chicken. You can change the way you talk about it. So instead of only offering the one that he or she likes, you're going to offer one or two 
familiar foods that he or she likes and then add the other things to the plate. So it's not all or nothing. Your kid's not going to go to bed hungry. You're putting something there that she likes and you're also offering the other stuff. See how it's different from step one or tip one? Totally different. Step one, you are changing, you know, you're, you're allowing different meals to be served. Step tip two, these aren't steps, they're not sequential, but tip two is that when it comes to the actual meal, you're going to put down all of the different things that you're serving on the plate. Now, if you put huge heaping scoops, they're going to feel very overwhelmed. If you get down to the level of the table, literally try this, get down to the height that your child is looking at the table, the height that he or she's looking at the plate. If you have this huge heaping mound of meat, you have a huge heaping mound of mashed potatoes, a huge salad, and a huge serving of mac and cheese, their little eyes are at that level and they're looking at it and immediately it's like way too much, way too much. Think of this as like an analogy. If you were going to try unfamiliar foods, new things, do you want somebody to say, hey, here's this huge mound of these beets. Go for it. Or is it more like, here's a bite. Oh, okay, cool. I can take a bite. Let me try a bite. So don't be afraid to just, you know, back up a little bit, put a little bit less on the plate. Which leads me to the next step. Which is that time out, time out, time out. <laughs> that was such a good one. So I just wanted to briefly talk about family meals and language. So you've heard me talk about this before, languages. I am a huge advocate of talkbox.mom. And the very first uh, box that you would get with a subscription service for your family in learning a new language is at meal time. So meals are the time of the day where you're connecting with your family. And so whenever you are trying to learn a new language with your kids, this is the way to do it. They have made it so easy where you can just sit down and have your meal and start speaking a different language right off the bat. You open your subscription and right off the bat, the very first day, you're talking to each other about what the, what you're eating, about the meal in front of you. Are you hungry? Do you want this? Oh, I would like that. Yes, please. No, thank you. And then, of course, it builds on each other. Uh, it, it builds. Those are se- sequential steps as opposed to what I'm talking about in this episode. <laughs> so, talkbox.mom, if you're at all interested in uh, learning a language as a family, you can do this. You're equipped. You can do this. You taught them English. You taught your child to understand and speak English very well. You can teach them a new language, even if you don't know a new language. I'm doing it. I can do it myself. <laughs> I'm learning German. We're moving there, and I'm teaching my family. And I knew not a single sentence, and now we speak in German all the time. And we're not there yet. We don't live in Germany yet. We're doing this here. We are English speakers learning this new language that we have, we're completely unfamiliar with. So you could do it. I can do it. We can do it. So what do you do? You click the link below. I have all the information down there. You're going to go to the talkbox.mom website. And if you order the subscription box in the phrase book, you can save huge with the code that I have for you, which is Kristen20, K-R-I-S-T-E-N 20. Kristen 20, you'll save huge on your subscription and phrase box. So 
um, yeah, go do that. And then if you're thinking, wait, I don't know if I want to do a whole subscription. What is this? You can just start with a phrase box, and I have another code for that, which is Kristen5. And all of this information is in the show notes, so go check it out. Anywho, back to this tip here, tip three. If you are doing this, you are setting yourself up for failure. So if you're making your kid clear their plate, you are going to have such a headache at the exact time you're having this meal and down the road. Think of it like this. You are forcing your child to overeat. Yeah, you might be. You don't know how much his or her body needs. Your needs change every day, right? Some days you're real hungry. Some days you're not. Some days you have a cold and you can't taste anything and you don't want to eat. So does your child. I, it's, it's the same. They're just a little human. And while you are doing your best and while you're trying to, you know, make sure she is getting enough nutrients and growing and doing all the things, her body is really good at regulating just like yours is. So by giving your kiddo the chance to make these decisions, um, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, she's going, she and he, or he, your kid's going to learn to listen to her body more at a younger age, more and better at a younger age. Whereas you, me, we're having to listen to our, bo- learn to listen to our bodies as adults. And that's hard because we've been doing, you know, all these crazy diet things for years and years and years and listening to external indicators to tell us how much to eat. Only eat this many calories, only eat this many points, only eat this, only eat that. But whenever you're changing your perspective and doing things differently, which is what I teach you in the baby weight loss blueprint, which is what I'm helping with, helping women with every single day, you learn to stop listening to those external indicators and you start listening to your internal indicator, which is your body saying, I'm full or I'm hungry. And so by allowing your child to make this decision, you're setting your child up for long-term success. So big picture, you are teaching your kids something so powerful by allowing them to decide when they're full. And gosh, feeding children is so complicated. I have four of them. It's complicated. It's not straightforward, but you can apply these tips and it gets a little bit easier. Trust me. It's a little bit easier. (laughs) All right. So moving to number four, if you're forcing your kid to try the food, you're doing this wrong. Okay. You, you're making this mistake. Don't force your kid to try the food. Do you appreciate it when your spouse puts something on the fork and sticks it in your face and says, try it try it. It's good. Try it. Okay. Maybe that's just me and my spouse. (laughs) Maybe that's just one of our issues that we're working through that I just aired here on this uh, podcast. But (laughs) no, really think about it. Like when someone's putting it in your face and they're saying, Hey, try it, try it, try it. Don't you just want to like turn your head to the side and say, cut that out, get that out of my face. Yeah. So do your kids. And by saying, Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Just picture you and your kids shoe and some other adult doing that to you. It's like, dude, seriously, you put that in my face again, we're going to have an issue. (laughs) Maybe we just really touched on one of my pet peeves here. (laughs) 
But instead of forcing your kid to try the food, instead of saying, it's good, do it. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. You can say other things like, oh my goodness, this is so crunchy. Oh, wow. This is really crunchy. Ooh, this is like, huh. I didn't think this was going to be like so soft. So um, mushy, mushy sounds negative. I don't know. Think of some other adjectives. <laughs> think of some good adjectives and good descriptions here. Be, in, be creative and talk about your food differently instead of forcing them to try it. Just try to get them to be intrigued. Oh, man. Wow. I didn't expect this bite of chicken to be so savory. What savory, mom? Ah, there you go. There you go. Teachable moment. <laughs> okay, guys. So I'm going to cut this off. That was four tips to get your picky eater to try to eat a little bit better. And in doing this, you're going to find more freedom in your meals. You're going to find less headache. You're going to find that, you know, maybe you can have more meals that support your goals. You don't have to make separate meals. You don't have to have this constant food battle every single day, every single meal. And you might for a little bit. You have some things to work out. You got to try some implementation. So, it, you know, trial and error, see what works, see what doesn't. And in doing this, you're going to, you know, just you're, you're changing your, the narrative of meal time in your house. It can be positive. It can be good. You know, as you're going through your weight loss journey, your little ones, their eyes are all over you. They are so there to see every single bite, every single skipped bite. They're watching and they're hearing and they're listening and they're learning. And you get to teach them how to eat well for life. So, and I just, I don't know, I just think that I hear from all of you all the time that one of the biggest headaches is, well, my kids won't eat anything. And it's like, you know, you're right. You're right. We can't separate out our the way we're treating meals and how they're reacting to it. And so if it's your headache, I am so sorry. Please use these tips to change it for you. I hope that it really inspires you to tackle meals differently. All right, all right, all right. That's it for this Thursday episode and again I've got something really big coming up that I'm going to be telling you about in the near future so stick around and head over to my free community I would love to see you there love to hear from you we'll be talking a little bit in there about pickiness and some of these tips so if you need more support I am so in that group for you and it's fun I can't wait to see you there all right, let's say a quick prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to speak to whoever is on the other end here. I pray that this blesses so many families, that this episode can touch families during mealtime and just reduce the stress and raise hu little tiny humans that are going to have great relationships with food, Lord, that this can relieve the stress and burden on moms who are feeling all the weight of feeding kids on repeat. God, be with us as we try to do the best for those little ones, as we try to do the best for ourselves. And we just, we just thank you, God, for those mouths that we get to feed. Just, just please help us to remember to do it with a smile. Be with us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you so much. Amen. All right, guys.
Catch you next week. Hey friends, hold up real fast. Would you mind leaving a review? Open your phone and hit five stars and then the little pencil button and leave a review. You can be anonymous. You can create any sort of name you want. And this is going to help the show get to more women. This is going to help spread the messages that God has placed on my heart and has somehow ended up in your hands. We're here for a reason. Please leave a review and let's get this show into the hands and hearts of more women who need this in their lives. Your review is so appreciated. I can't tell you how much it means to me and how much it means to my family. I'm taking time out of my day, my life, to deliver this content to you, and I love it so much. To hear back from you means the world to me. Please leave a review, hit those five stars, and I'll catch you on the next episode.